Hey everyone, I'm Riley Burke and welcome to The Variety Show. I'm a 22-year-old student, businesswoman, and traveler who loves expanding my knowledge and learning new things. This podcast is a way for me to take everything I've learned and share it with all of you. The Variety Show, a podcast where we talk about a variety of different things, such as business, fashion, food, travel, friendship, and everything in between. This is a podcast where we can laugh, grow, and learn together, and I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Variety Show. Today, I have a very special guest with me today. Um, His goal has been to meet 10,000 people, and already he's already at almost 4,000. Please welcome Rob Lawless. Rob, welcome to The Variety Show. Thank you for having me, Riley. Of course. No, I'm super excited to have you. Um, I found you through TikTok, and I just loved what you're doing. I think it's so cool so unique. So I'm super excited to just learn more about you and your story and this big project you've been working on. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you reaching out. It's fun to connect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So I want to jump back to the beginning. I really just want to like get to know you a little bit. Um, So tell me like where you're from, how old you are, do you have any siblings? Like give me some background here. Nice. I am from the suburbs of Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I grew up here in like the same house my whole life. I'm the youngest of three. So I'm 29. Actually, I'll be 30 next month. I have oh, a wow. brother. Yeah, a brother who's 31. Okay. And then a sister who's 35. Very um, cool. Yeah, so we're all super tight. My parents are still alive, still together. Like everyone's doing well. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to like I went to Catholic school all the way up until college and then for college I went to Penn State University so very cool central so, PA yeah. like oh go ahead sorry yeah it's just like huge school uh which had like a big impact um on me wanting to do the project and stuff and I was super involved as a student there like both in high school and college but college was really where I settled into like my current group of best friends and I think kind of the activities that shaped me into who I am and I can dive into all that if you want but yeah for sure and and I wanted to ask you too you know as a kid like what were you passionate about and what did you see yourself doing like long term like what was like your dream job I guess I as a kid I I don't know like when I was really little I so I'm also the youngest of my cousins and I have okay uh I think there's 16 of us on my dad's side and like 11 us on my mom's side it's oh, so, yeah big family I was always like wanting to be the center of attention and, yeah um so as a kid people used to be like oh you're gonna be like Jay Leno someday you're gonna have your own talk show <laughs> yeah um, and I thought that was cool but then as I got into high school I just kind of wanted to own my own business uh, oh, cool. I first started working when I was 14 as a cashier at Chick-fil-a and I did that for like two summers and then I started working at a financial firm for this guy who had his own company and I got to see like how he pushed himself um so yeah I just wanted to own my own business as well I just didn't know in what field and that was something that always carried through with me so uh, I majored in finance at Penn State but then I majored in accounting and entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship was like 
I say now, I think if they had an entrepreneurship major at the time, I probably would have studied that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was always interested in that. And then after school, I did consulting for Deloitte. So I graduated. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Graduated in 2013. You were working for Deloitte. How long were you working at Deloitte? A year and three months. So okay. I started August 2013 and then I left October 2014 to go to a tech startup that had 24 million in funding and they were wow. based in Philadelphia. Like when I worked for Deloitte, I was based out of the Philly office, but I traveled a lot for work. Oh, okay. And then when I worked for the tech startup, I was in the same office every day. And so I ended up moving into Philly for that job. And then I moved into the city June of 2015. And then that September, I started reaching out to people for this project. And then that November, I actually met the first person. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit because I remember looking um, through your Instagram and learning more about your story. There was a time that you had this note in your phone, like this goal that you wanted to meet a certain amount of people. Um, Because this was during when you were at Deloitte, right? Like you had this idea or was this before? Yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah. When I was at Deloitte is when I first came up with the idea. So I initially, yeah, the note you're referring to in in January of 2014, I was like, I'm going to meet 10,000 people for 10 minutes at a time in one year. And I did the math. Yeah, where did this idea even come from though? Like, did you see someone else doing this? Or you just like woke up one day and you're like, I just want to meet 10,000 people. Like, where did this come from? I don't know. I just like a passion (laughs) for people. Like one of the reasons I chose to go to Penn State is because it had 40,000 students. Right. I was always drawn to the idea of getting to know new people. And I think it was hard for me going from an atmosphere where I had actually gotten to know a lot of people and felt very comfortable. was like always running into familiar faces on campus to going into this consulting world where I'm spending most of my time behind a computer screen in like a cubicle. I just didn't, I didn't enjoy that. And uh, yeah, it's funny because I have like, I have an email to Brandon Stanton, the guy who started Humans of New York from January of 2014, after I had written that note and it's like, hey, my girlfriend just told me about your project because I told her I'm trying to meet 10,000 people and like, it seems like you people too. Um, And just inviting him to be part of the project. So after I, because my girlfriend at the time lived in New York City and I guess she had heard of that. And so I don't know where it came from just yeah. wanting to meet a bunch of new people and wanting to eventually turn that into a career somehow. I love that. So you were saying when you were kind of figuring out like 10,000 people, 10 minutes each for a year, like you said, you were figuring out the math for that and you just realized it like wasn't going to work or just didn't really make sense. I think it just like in my mind at the time it was going to work, but it just wasn't like now that I've actually done it, I didn't account for like the time it took to take lunch or the time, like I was just looking back at some of my G chats with my older brother. And I was like, yeah, like I could be meeting 10, even when I was thinking of doing it for an hour, I was like, I could do 10 a day if I really wanted to. And I'm like, no, there's absolutely no way that I do that. And so, um, yeah, it just was an idea that I had and it just sat in 
my notes. And then I think as I matured a little bit, I went from wanting to do like a one year project to how do I do something that's going to take a really long time, but that I'm going to enjoy all the way through. Yeah. So it, like, I kind of like flipped it on its head a bit and, and was like, I want to do this for 10,000 hours. And then it went from like a one year thing to what will probably be like a 15 year project. But even back then wow. when I started reaching out to people, I was like, I think I'm going to try to do this in aggressively like four years. And I am five years into it now with 3,900 people. So wow, but, yeah, I was overzealous a bit. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I guess I didn't realize too, like you're already, you've already been doing this for five years and like you're still, still going, still just as passionate about it. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Very cool. So when you first started this project, um, what was the exact date that like the Rob's 10K friends like officially started? I say November 11th of 2015 because that okay. is when I met the first person. Okay, gotcha. So you were just originally um, emailing, you said like random people, right? Just to connect and network, I guess. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, just to connect. I Yeah, not even networking because I feel like networking is always like, business driven but I just wanted True. to get back to that place where like I knew the people around me and yeah. I just wanted to know their backstories for no other reason that then the next time I passed them I would know who they are mm -hmm. um, and yeah and at the time I was doing sales for a tech startup and so I was very used to emailing people right who I didn't right. know and asking for their time and if they didn't answer me sending them an email like two days later and being like hey sorry if I missed your note like right and if they didn't answer me sending another one and so right. uh and like if people said no I didn't take it personally I knew it was just all kind of part of the game if you will but for sure uh, yeah so I started emailing and dming random people and then I started to get like a few referrals uh and eventually like this was even before Instagram stories existed. Yeah, uh, like yeah. People would post our picture to their page. And so it kind of started to grow like uh, maybe like five months into it. Like if mm -hmm. I actually have a chart of people met by month for the first thousand people, I think, or maybe it's like the first year. Uh, but it's like one, four, four, five, 10, 18, 30. And then like two months later, it's like 90, 90, 90. So so crazy so for this project um it was like was every person like a complete stranger to you or like were in the beginning were you ever doing like counting like a friend or family member or was just like completely like people like you've never met before it was all strangers because I like the goal was just to meet new people like it wasn't to to like tell stories and have an audience tune into them it was just to meet people and like tell stories as a byproduct so for me, I was like, there's no, like, I already know the people that I know. So there's no new value right. in like get, uh, trying Absolutely. to meet them. Uh, so yeah, it was all new people. There were times when uh, like, like a friend of my sister's who I had met a couple of times before I sat down with, but even like I, I knew of him, but I didn't know his backstory and actually learned a lot from him when we sat together. Yeah. So some things like that are like a girl that I went to high school with who was two years older than me that mm -hmm. I, I definitely knew of in school and she knew who I was but we never had the opportunity to like sit down and chat um, right and it's cool because now I feel like I know her as a friend as opposed to just a girl that went to high school with me 
Absolutely. Um, so how many people have you talked to as of today? Do you have like the exact number of how many? Yeah, so you're 3,923. That's insane. Do you know like um, how many people, like I'm assuming too, like are you talking to people from like all over the world? Like it's not even just the U.S.? Like has it been like everywhere? I am now, so which you might like because you found me from TikTok. So just for context, everyone that I met up until the pandemic, I met every single one of them in person. So. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's wow. a lot that like people who find me now, like now people see me with a, this hat on every day. My hair is usually like very neatly cut on the sides, like yeah. pushed over. But now it's very long because it's just like <laughs> growing it out with the pandemic. And so I just wear this hat all the time. Um, funny. But yeah, I never wanted to meet people through video calls because. I thought that would limit me from actually like going and physically seeing new places. Right. Um, And then when that became the only option, it was like all I could do, but it actually opened the project up in a really beautiful way because I think since then I've hit like over 70 countries and now I get messages from people all around the world, like every day. And so it's uh, really cool to have that in the perspective that I've gained especially during this time too, like in the beginning of the pandemic, I talked to a girl from Italy. I talked to a girl from Iran, like these places wow. that were being hit really hard. And yeah, we were all just kind of like sharing how we're in the same situation and how our countries were handling it. And still I have those conversations with people, but I think I had a very unique experience of going through quarantine because like by the end of this month, I'll have met 700 new people since quarantine started. That's insane. Even like hearing that, like, do you think like, like, I mean, it's, it's really just so crazy what you're doing. It's, it's so amazing. Yeah, it's, it's I, awesome. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, um, I, I guess in a weird way, I'm used to it because I just like, I try to meet four people every day and sometimes people don't show up or sometimes people have to cancel last minute, but right, just sticking to that, like, quota every every day it just builds up over time and like it accumulates so for sure so when you were meeting up with people in person then like would you travel to other states for this or you kind of stayed like in your area when you were meeting in person yeah so my path is that I started in Philly okay in November of 2015 and then eight months later the company that I worked for was bought out so I was laid off so then I okay. jumped into full time in July of 2016. And then I was meeting people full time in Philly until the following June. So May 2017, my lease ended. And I was like, I can't afford to get another lease and do this full time. And yeah. so my roommate from Penn State, TJ, who had lived, he had moved to LA after school. He was like, I have an extra bedroom out here. So if you want to come hang with me, like you can do that and I'll just host you. And I was like, okay, cool. That works. So my brother had moved up to New York city by the time and he had paid off his car already. So I was like, do you mind if I drive your car across the country and <laughs> live in LA oh, for some? Oh my gosh. What did he say? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. He's been a super big supporter of the project uh, since very That's early awesome. on. So he allowed me to do that. And so I lived in LA for the summer of 2017. And then I came back to my parents for five months. 
And then I went back to LA in 2018 for nine months. And then I came wow. back to my four months, went back to LA in 2019 for three months. And then in that time, a couple of my friends who are living in Hoboken, New Jersey, were like, hey, if you want to come here and meet people in New York City, we have an extra bedroom too. And so oh, wow. when I left LA, I was back in Philly for two months. And then I went up to Hoboken, which was supposed to be for two months, but then it turned into nine. And I was up, I was there until the end of uh, end of May. Like end of May is when I came back home to Philly and I've been here ever since. But yeah, so if you look at it, it's pretty much like Philly, LA, New York City are the big yeah. three. But then because I, I've driven across the country six different times, I've hit like 20 different cities. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. insane. Wait, also, how was um living in LA and New York compared to Philly? Those are pretty different um, vibes, I guess, like different energy compared to Philly. Like, what was that transition like for you? It was good because I, like, didn't have to care about the cities, if you will. Like, I feel like a lot of people go to LA and they're like, it's make or break. Like, I have to come and right. meet so-and-so and I have to get to this point and be involved with this thing. And I think New York City can get to that, like have that vibe as well. But for me, I was like, I'm here to meet people. Like, I don't care if it's like a homeless person or like a student right. or right. family member or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I was rooted kind of just in the fact that my friend was in L.A. And I tell people if he had lived in Houston, I would have spent all that time in Houston. Right. Uh, but it did open a lot of doors for me, both of them, I think. Philly is a great city and I, I, I love Philadelphia, but it's not an entertainment city and LA and New York obviously are. Yeah, and for sure. My project can get into that space. And so like, because I lived in LA, I was able to be on Ryan Seacrest's radio show. Uh, because I lived in Hoboken, I was able to be on like, covered by the New York Post, now this CBS New York, ABC, uh, all these different things that would just be like, like CBS, for example, I did an interview with them over a weekend. It was like a Friday or Saturday. And they were like, this is super cool. Can you come into the studio next week and we'll have you on live? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. I'll be there. Cause I can right. just hop on a bus and be there in like 30 minutes. So it was very helpful for me to be in those cities from, and then like when I was in New York, city like a talent agency reached out to me and we're like let's talk about what we can do together really so, wow yeah, it, it sometimes felt like I was like in that uh dream space where you're like you go to New York and your dreams you start to right make it. absolutely yeah. no and, and that's something I want to talk to you about too um just what has happened since this project has started not only meeting all these people but you know sitting down with Ryan Seacrest I know you're on the Kelly Clarkson show like tell me about these experiences I mean it must have just been so surreal and just, I mean, just crazy being on different talk shows and like, that's insane. Like how early on in your project was all of this happening? Like this was all happening at once or this was like over the five years, like mm -hmm. when did it all start? I guess, like how early on in your project were you getting like some publicity from this? Um, I, the earliest piece of publicity I had was May of 2016 and that was, um like six like seven months, months. In, seven months okay yeah, six seven months um because I had met this woman Tracy and she introduced me to her friend Josh who was a writer for the Philadelphia Citizen 
and he wrote, which I think is still like one of the best articles that was ever written on the project. Um, but he wrote that and it's a small publication. And so, but that was cool. It was like the first time that people really started following the project. I remember, I think I jumped like 300 followers in one day and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Wow. Uh, and yeah, that, that was cool. And then like PHL 17, which is a local Philadelphia TV station did a small thing that summer. Um, and yeah, I don't know what, like there, I'm sure there were other things in between, but the summer of 2018, I had met like 1900 people by this point. I had met a girl just who had been following my project for like a year. And then she reposted our photo to her page. And the next day I got an email that was like, we want to have you on air with Ryan Seacrest. And oh my gosh. I was like, this is crazy. And her, the girl who had reposted our photo, her, her friend was a producer for the show and saw it. And oh, then wow. Uh, so that was just a phone call, which is funny. I have like video of me taking the actual call because I was like, this yeah. would be cool to record it for history purposes. For um, sure. But yeah, I have that. That was uh, yeah summer of 2018. And prior to that, like a, in May of 2018, I met this guy, Matt, from a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And that was like a huge impact on my project. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard of them, too. That's so cool. Yeah, so he had like repost or just shared it to his stories. And then a month later, I was at their house after going surfing with some of their video interns. And uh, Amar, who's another guy in the group, like filmed a little Instagram story and posted it and was like, hey, this guy's meeting 10,000 people. And he put my tag in. Yeah. And that day, 4,000 people started following me. And I got like 400 no way. from around wow. the world. Still to this day, I'm connecting with people for the project who found me from that Instagram story. Um, so that was a big thing. That was one of the biggest things for the project. And then Ryan wow. Seacrest. And then it was a year later that the producers of Kelly Clarkson reached out to me. And we filmed that in August of 2019, but it didn't air until that December. Mm -hmm. uh, but in that time, in between August and December, is when I started to get all that coverage from the New York City area. And a lot of that wow. was like, there was one girl who I met in Hoboken who had been following my project for years because I had met a friend of hers from high school back when I lived in Philly. Mm -hmm. And she sent my story to ABC and they did, like we went up, met up in Central Park. They did this story on me, wow. uh, which was cool. And then the guy, the reporter, Will, who did the story, his roommate from college is a producer for Now This, and they needed a story. For, oh, like, my right gosh. Yeah, yeah, so wow. he did the story on me, and we, like, met up and filmed it, and then Now This posted it to their Instagram page, has, like, 2 million followers at the time, and so that week, because it was, like, Kelly Clarkson aired on a Monday, Now This posted on a Wednesday, that week I jumped by, like, 8,000 followers, and... uh yeah, a lot was happening in that time. That's crazy. I mean, the power of social media, too. I mean, even you starting this in 2015, like Instagram, Twitter, like it's big, but I think it's just grown so much over time. I mean, TikTok is a perfect example. I feel like you've grown so much on that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how do you stay so organized when you have like tens of hundreds of thousands of people reaching out to you on all these different platforms? Like, I can't even imagine what all of your messages are, are like right now. 
Yeah, I don't, I think I just try to do my best. Like there were times when, like when Yes Theory reposted, uh, I, I was overwhelmed with messages and I was trying to like get back. I remember there wasn't enough time in the day to respond to everyone. Yeah. And I like at that time too, I was like, I am meeting people in person. I'll let you know if I'm ever in your area, I would love to meet. And then it just got to a point where I had to be like, okay, you just like physically can't get back to every person. And right. even now, cause it kind of, not since recently was that have I been super overwhelmed with messages like I posted back in March that I was going to go virtual and I think that day I probably got like 200 messages and then it just kind of like stayed up there because yeah. it's like on your dms it just says 99 plus like it doesn't tell right. you how many. so it was up in that area and then right around September it just like dropped below and I was like okay this is manageable now and then right. I had done a podcast episode with Drew Scott from the Property Brothers and his wife, Linda, and they put that out on the same day. I put out a TikTok that you may have seen. It was just like, hey, do you want to meet me? I, for mm -hmm. the last five years, I've been doing this project. Yep. And that, I don't, like, I don't even think it's that big of a video for TikTok standards. It, it has like 175,000 views or something like that. But mm -hmm. a lot of people actually reached out to me to meet. And so since the end of September, I think I've probably gotten over a thousand messages from TikTok videos. And some people message me on TikTok, some people email me, people have messaged me on Facebook, but I do like most of my communication through Instagram. Yeah. And so I think that's just kind of where my mind has gone. Cause it's like, to me, my Instagram DMs are like what anyone else's email would be. Like that's where mm -hmm. I do everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I don't know how I stay organized. Like I keep people because now sometimes I'll post TikToks and people will be like, I literally messaged you and you haven't responded or even opened it. And part of me is like, I don't even know where it is in the Right, in the right. Absolutely. But for me, rather than getting back to a bunch of people and then just letting them sit, I'm more so like let people sit and then I'll respond and be like, Hey, when are you available this week or next week? Right. So it's very once I do get in touch with people, it's very quick. For sure. And do you have someone like helping you, like managing your messages or just like anyone helping you with this? Or like, this is all you? It's mainly me. I did have my older brother helping me for a bit. Like he was the one who was like, hey, I think we should make this TikTok. Like, here's a little script you can say. Oh, okay, and okay. He very helped cool. me like actually like edited, just like pulled the music into it and stuff and the captions and put it out um but he was not working at the time now he's back to like a full full-time job with city yeah. so it's just pretty much just like me handling everything and I've never had someone before who's like reaching out on my behalf or doing anything like that right wow yeah that's so cool that's awesome I, it's so great too that you have so much support from your family and I'm sure your friends as well it's a really cool um, tell me a little bit about how you normally structure your calls with people. Cause I remember asking you about, it and you're like, no, like I don't do like interview style. Like I just have like conversations with people. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I, it's just lit. Like, I, I don't know. I think a good thing to compare it to would be like a first date, like, yeah. or catching up with a friend at a bar. Um, there's nothing that we're supposed, cause again, the idea is just to make a connection 
more so than anything else. And I obviously do share people because I take a picture with everyone and then I write what I remember from the story. So I share that to my social media. Um, But I'm just curious as to who a person is. Like we're sitting together. Like I want to know what their, their family is like. And there's a framework that I had come across uh, like a few years into my project, I'd put made a post on Reddit and someone was like, oh, it reminds me of the Ford method, which is family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And I, those, I'm just interested in those categories because I think that's a really good way to build out who a person is. Yeah, and also sure. like I lay that over the timeline of their life. And so it's like, what is your family like? What is your education like? Mm-hmm. What is your career like? What are you doing when you're not studying or working? Where do you want to go with your future? And like, there's just so many different places that you can dive within those categories uh, that I ask people those questions, not because I like, I have no intention of interviewing them, but I'm genuinely curious as to what right. their answer is. Um, and like, I like them to ask the same of me because I'm like, we're here to get to know each other, not anything else. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. That's why I say there is no structure. And I think that puts a lot of people at ease too, because people definitely build it up in their mind if they're like, oh, this is, I have to have my answers. Like, what am I, right. I going to say to this? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a much more chill thing than people anticipate before they go into it. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's really cool. Um, not to put you on the spot, I don't even know if you'd be able to think of something off the top of your head, but like, has there ever been like, a person or like one story that just like really like stood out to you I mean obviously like you know I'm sure everyone has like a really unique story and but has there ever been something that like you really like connected to or one person that like changed your whole perspective on something is there anything you could think of off the top of your head yeah there's a girl that I uh think about a lot recently I met her I think in April from Serbia I think her name is Boyana like I, it's B O J A N A. I don't know how to how to say it. Okay, but it yeah, is, yeah. Um, but yeah, we met, and I didn't know anything about her until we met, and she was like, "Yeah, like this is weird because it's been a while since I shared my story," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, and she told me that in July of 2016, she was the victim of a mass shooting in Serbia, and oh so gosh. she went to like a music festival with her her friends and. Yeah, she was, they said she was shot six or seven times and she had to, like, she went into an eight day coma. She had to have her leg amputated and she has uh, nerve damage still, but super, super cool girl, like very upbeat, like happy personality. And I don't know, something that stuck with me was she was super open about it. And she's like, I like to go back out to like the clubs and stuff because I don't want that to ruin my life of like that fear right which I really respect her for because I'm like you can think that like your body is just gonna like keep keep that trauma in there somewhere and she was like when she gets ready to go out uh when she starts to put her makeup on she said she'll sweat because like subconsciously her body knows it's like yeah associating it with a traumatic situation wow Uh, and that has just always stuck with me um So I like to say like meeting so many people has helped me understand the difference between a problem and an inconvenience. And like, yeah, I think a lot of us this year have been like 
challenged in a lot of ways. But I think sometimes if we just sit down and look at like in the times where they were like, hey, can you stay in your house for like 10 days or something? And people like were going crazy and stuff. I was like, I'm seeing the spectrum where it's like, yeah, I can stay in my house for 10 days. Like this girl literally got shot seven times and lost her leg and is handling it with more poise than, than people sometimes handle situations. So, and it's not like for me, I'm just lucky that I've been exposed to those situations because it's helped me put things into context. Absolutely. That's really cool. Do you have like a dream person or like someone you're like dying to connect with or, you know, anyone you're. Yeah, not not really like because I don't know I really enjoy when people come to the project and they think it's an interesting thing yeah Uh, like I like being peer-to-peer with people because I think that is when you can best get to know someone sometimes and not for not for everyone who's been like I have met people who are like very popular on social media out in the traditional media who are super genuine and down to earth but I've met other people who've had like some accolades and it's almost like they're doing me a favor by sitting with me. Um, So I don't know so much, but I think eventually like John Bellion would be a really cool person to sit down with. I love his music. And so I just am curious, like what is going on in that man's mind that allows him to make such awesome music. That'd be so cool. That's awesome. So tell me, like, what is, um, you know, your end goal here? You, let's say, you know, a few years from now, you connect with 10,000 people, then what? Like, do you have any other, like, projects you're thinking of in the back of your head? You're just like, I just want to focus on this for now and figure that out. Because honestly, I mean, do you have an idea of how long it might take you to finish the project? Like, do you have, like, a time frame where you're trying to be done with this? You're just like, whatever, whatever happens. Yeah, more so whatever happens, but I think it will, I'll be done with it within the next 10 years. Um, but yeah, I, my goals are like to now, as soon as possible, start speaking about it because I think there's a lot I've learned from the experience yeah. that I can pass on to other people. Um, and then ultimate, like, I think everything like as I get older, I think my legacy is one, I just want to leave a legacy of empathy and perspective. And I think there's a lot of room for the creation of empathy through conversation. And so I want to like help place a focus on that for other people. For now, it's like speaking about it and then leading by example, by meeting other people. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people replicate my project in their own lives on smaller scales and have really good experiences with it. And I hope that that continues to be a trend. Um, but to be more proactive about it in the future, like I want to have a university course that I'm teaching where students are pairing off with each other, learning from their backgrounds as opposed to a textbook or a PowerPoint. Cause That's so cool. Yeah, I think it's just much more valuable that like, I don't know, I think the general education courses that we take in college have value. But I'm like, I guarantee my course would be more valuable than the least valuable course that they would take, uh, (laughs) like, from a general education standpoint, because it's like, I think a big part of the value of school is the people that you meet there. Absolutely. For the first time, you're understanding that people were raised in a different way than you. And like having that kind of mindset is super important for the business world or just society in general. So 
yeah, I think creating more of that empathy through teaching a university course, like long term. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Have you ever considered writing a book? I think that too is an option. I definitely have thought about it. I haven't put like any proactive steps into making that a reality, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always thought the project is an interesting concept. And so I've had people approach me about like potentially turning it into like a show of some sort. Um, Wow. And I think that eventually, like when I come across the right people, they'll be like, oh, you should write a book about this. Like, yeah, I'm more so see it as I'll probably meet a publisher through my project someday. I'll probably meet an editor. And then once I have that team, we'll just like assemble it together rather than me trying to like go out and pitch a book to people. I mean, maybe that will happen too. You never know. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it just seems like it's something that would be fun to show other people because even what I'm doing on TikTok now, like trying to document and narrate a little bit of my story is really the first time that I'm showing people the behind the scenes. uh, Not like I wasn't hiding it for any reason, but I just never had the focus to like, share my story because what I do on Instagram is so structured and TikTok for me has become a bit more of a playground yeah that's really cool this might be a dumb question but do you know like the youngest person and the oldest person you've talked like have you ever sat down with like any like kids or like young adults or you know people who are retired like you know what's kind of like the spectrum here I think this like the majority of it is probably like like gen z millennials yeah um, which is reflective of who's on instagram who's on tiktok but absolutely i have met a lot like the youngest was a five-year-old named porter he had no way yeah he was the thousandth person which is really cool because i when i get to these milestones everyone's like oh you should have like an athlete or like have the mayor or whatever yeah. And I was like, it would be cool to have someone with Down syndrome because I didn't have that yet. And yeah, I just didn't know like how I would go about finding that. And literally yeah. I was talking to a guy about that. And like five days later, I got an email from this woman who was like introducing our son Porter. Our son Porter is a five-year-old with Down syndrome. Oh, and I was wow. like, all right, he's a thousand person. Here. That's um, so cool. So yeah. And our meeting, that's why I say like I have no structure because uh, we couldn't talk with each other. Like our time was us playing on a playground and like his mom telling me about what they do to like advocate for uh, children with Down syndrome. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. And then the oldest, my my dad's dad, my pop-up, he lives in like a, well, not anymore, but he was living in a senior living facility before COVID happened with my grandma. And he would just tell like all of his friends there about my project and he would try to set me up with them and yeah I've met a couple of 98 year olds like a handful of people in their 90s which was really interesting like one of them trained uh pilots during world war ii and one of them coached wilt chamberlain when he was like in high school and so their stories are really interesting it's almost like like a like a 500 page novel as opposed to like a 200 yeah absolutely no I think that's so cool and I love to like when you're talking about education just how much you value like just connecting with people and I completely agree like I love meeting new people I love traveling and I feel like that's where you like learn and grow the most just from meeting new people and yeah no I mean I think that's awesome I studied abroad a few times in college and I think I just like 
I don't know, grew so much. It's just, it's so cool. So I just, I really love what you're doing. I think it's so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's, uh, incredibly important too. And I don't know, I'm trying to push that more now because I'm like, I like in this time that we live in, you can still get probably the most valuable part of travel, which is connecting with the people from the other countries. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm like, I have mentally traveled to 70 different countries in the last six months and like now have all these connections there and there's right. no barrier to entry. I mean, I'm lucky that I have a project and a concept that people see mm-hmm. and want to be part of, but there are communities that exist out there for people to like meet people from other parts of the world. And so trying to encourage that with other people more often. For sure. Um, I wanted to ask you to, you know, now that you kind of have this following on TikTok and Instagram, have you faced any kind of like criticism from people who think, you know, like you're just doing this for the number or like, has there been any kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know, like criticism that you've gotten from this project at all or? Sometimes people will say it and be like, um, they like harp on the friends part. They're like, oh, friendship is about quality, not quantity. Like he can't really know all these people or like he's not going to keep in touch with them. And I'm like, that's true. Like I'm not going to keep in touch with every single person that I meet, but that doesn't mean that they won't impact my life or that, that I won't take something away from that time with them. So for sure. Yeah, sometimes people uh, criticize that aspect, but I'm like, it's not, for me, I'm like, they just are not understanding the goal. Like the goal is to spend one hour one-on-one with 10,000 different people. Like Mm -hmm. that's very simply the goal. And then to see what comes of that. Um, And I've thought about it. It's like my approach is that I want to treat human connection as an experience rather than a transaction. And I think if you look at it as an experience, it can be something that like starts and stops there or something that starts and continues afterwards. I kind of equate it to like foodies. Like in my mind, that would be like me criticizing a foodie for not getting the same meal every time afterwards when they go to that restaurant. Yeah. They're they're there to try it and like experience it and go on to the next one. Um, So, yeah. Just a few times, though, I think outside of that, it's always been positively received. And I like, which I enjoy a lot of people say they can sense the genuineness of it. And like, sometimes people be like, I followed you and I was like trying to find what the catch was. And then I just see you're like continuing to meet people day after day. and, And then they end up being part of it. And so it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I, I could definitely tell you, you know, just talking to you right now, like we've never really talked before, but just like you're super down to earth, very genuine. And like I said, I just I was so impressed. Like when I saw you on Instagram and on TikTok, I was like, this guy is so cool. I just need to talk to him. So seriously, thank you so much for your time. It was it was so nice talking to you. Um, if you could leave anyone with just a piece of advice or just one final statement, anything you want anyone to know about you, a piece of advice, what would what would you tell the people listening? Uh, advice I would say like which is the biggest thing I've learned from the project is to understand that no one really knows what they're doing with their lives everyone's just doing the best they can with the resources that they have Um, and to like understand that and remove a bit of the pressure that we put on ourselves because I think there's so many times that we like we put this pressure on ourselves to like keep up with like what the people around us are doing 
and at the same time, they're just putting pressure on them, their cells to keep up with us. And so, yeah, I think when you step back and you're like, okay, everyone has insecurities and everyone has uncertainties and everyone has like their own battles that they're going through that I'm not seeing, then they can be like, I am not so alone in what I'm going through. So to keep that in mind and then, yeah, in general, I'll just reiterate the point that I think to treat human connection like an experience as opposed to a transaction is a really valuable way to go through life because it helps you appreciate it rather than being like, what am I getting out of this? Like, instead of looking for the return on your investment of your time, you're there to enjoy it and observe it and just appreciate it. And I think in life in general, like we only get like one shot. And so that's a really good way to just kind of take a laid back approach to enjoying it. I love that. That was great advice. Great way to end the podcast. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? If they're trying to connect with you, maybe sit down with you one-on-one for your project, where can everyone find you? They can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram is where I post all the stories of the people that I've met. My handle is Rob's 10K Friends. TikTok is the same. There I do like a bit more of advice and just sharing a bit of my story. Um, Rob's 10K Friends and yeah, the best way to get in touch, even though I have a lot of messages, is to hit me up on Instagram. And then if I don't answer, then to just follow <laughs> up. I th- like, I appreciate when people follow up because it shows me that they're like actually passionate about being yeah. part of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And if anyone is listening and wants to be part of it, I definitely hope to meet them. I wish that I could have met everyone who messaged me already. It's like I never don't have an interest in meeting someone. Right. strictly like I haven't seen the message or haven't had the time. Absolutely. Well, Rob, thank you so much for being here. I'm so appreciative of your time. Again, I love what you're doing. It is just so unique. And I'm just so excited to keep following along with you and just seeing where you end up. It's, it's awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Variety Show and I will see you guys next week.